Hello, welcome to This Week in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. Uh, as usual, I'm joined this week by my co-host and podcast moderator, Matthew. Can you, you hear can... me, Jeff? Yes, I can hear you, Matthew. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. My apology for interrupting. You know why? I don't even see myself as calling in here. It says Hokey joined the room, Hokey Caller Live, but I usually see my I usually see my logo on the screen. So something must be up with Podbean tonight. My apologies for again. My apologies for interrupting, Jeff. Oh no, uh, worries. We're all good. Uh, you can find Matthew at ASD underscore Hokey Smash, and you can find me. Jeff, one of the podcast co-hosts at Talking ACC Sports. Uh, so this week uh, is week one in the ACC. We're going to take a look at that, Matthew and I. I'm going to turn it over to you now, Matthew, as we get going here. Okay, I mean, this is the 369th. Ep- this is the 369th episode of the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast, and I am thrilled to join you, Jeff. So, uh, again, the uh, this is the longest-running independent ACC podcast in the country. This is allsportsdiscussion.com, and we are we just always have a great time on this podcast. So I'm I'm happy to join Jeff. And Jeff, I you and I have talked about this on numerous occasions. I mean, we are here at week one. This is week one, and the ACC, by all accounts, in my opinion, has the best uh, national college football schedule of any conference in the country this week. So I want to roll through just a few games. We're not going to go through all of them, Jeff, for time purposes, but I want to roll through a few games to get your take on them. The first one, right out of the gate, Unfortunately, it's on CBS Sports Network, but it's right out of the gate. NC State goes on the road to UConn. They are a 15-point favorite, Jeff. But is this a little is is that spread a little high for the first week with a new QB, a new offense, a defense by all accounts that should be outstanding? Is that spread a little high, Jeff? Uh, yeah. I, I think I think it is a little bit a little bit high. Um, yeah, how, how are you feeling on that one? And I'm gonna unmute you here, Matt. Because I can't unmute myself, right? Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, Matt. Apologies, I can't see myself in the uh, in in the um, podcast software. Uh, so, uh, what I'll tell you is that UConn does not have an intimidating road football environment. I think we both agree on that. I think we both agree that that's probably closer to playing at a CAA school, which I proposed where UConn should probably go. For their football program, but Jim Mora has seemed to bring seems to have brought UConn back to a level where it can be competitive, and the younger folks on 
you know, the folks on his team, he seems to be able to speak their language. You know, like a lot of people have said, like, the best thing you can do is pair some of these, you know, like these older baby boomers or even people that are, you know, I, I want to say part of the X Gen would be their grand, you know, grandfathers of the of the Z Z generation kids. Now, I think that would be, I, I guess, that would be people that are baby boomers that could be grandfathers of the Z generation kids, because they know how to speak. They know how to speak to them, and I think you know, just from a generational difference. And I think that that Jim Mora seems to be playing that angle pretty well. But you know, so I would say that, yeah, I think the spread is a little high. Yeah, I think that there's a. Uh, you know, you have you're breaking in a, a new while while Brennan Armstrong is a you know is a proven quarterback. He's also playing with personnel that he hasn't played with before. This is his you know he should be able to do that because he is a senior. He has a he has a uh, a command of Robert and A's offense, which should you know they should open it up a little more because that's what he did at Syracuse. That's what he did at Virginia. Should be able to pass a little more, but you know this there's always the prospect of like. This is my first time at NC State. This is our ro- this is a road trip. This is the first year I'm playing with this team. That that seems like the spread's a little high. I do think that they will. I do think it, NC State will win that game, just because they're they're going to have they're going to have a better. They're let's face it, their defense is going to be pretty good this year. I think they probably have one of the top defenses in the ACC. I expect them to win. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about. Uh, that I also expect, you know, NC State to take care of business. But, you know, like you said, Brennan Armstrong, um, you know, for starting his first game at, at NC State, we know he's back with Robert and I, you know, they might try to go a little bit vanilla in this game too. Um, Notre Dame's already got a game under their belt and they'd be playing them the next week. So, I mean, I think I, I definitely agree as NC State as a double-digit favorite, but but 15 might be the, the, the stretch of of how far it should have went. I, I would have probably put it somewhere around 11 or 12. Definitely. I'm going to go to the next game here, Jeff. I want to ask you about this because I know you're going to have a vested interest in this game. I'm, I'm skipping the Miami Hurricanes game with Miami of Ohio because Miami had better win that game. Otherwise, there's going to be some serious questions there about the – head coaching situation in Coral Gables there. So let's talk about Louisville and Georgia Tech, Jeff. I mean, this is a this is a situation where I think that this may be actually mentioned in Ralph Russo's column for the Associated Press because he's going to take my he usually takes my recommendations on non on non-ranked opponents on putting them in his column in his column, you know, when he picks when he makes picks for that which I'm going to send after this podcast is over because I believe that this is one of the most underrated national games of the week. The floor is yours, Jeff. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go to this game on Friday. Uh, I've never been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing that venue. Uh, the Georgia Tech fan in me is excited to see what Brent Key is able to do with a full you know, off season. Uh, he just named Haynes King, the Texas A&M uh, transfer a starting quarterback. I actually was a little bit surprised by that. Um, but Louisville, you know, they're coming back off an eight win season. Uh, Jeff Brom back at Louisville where he had his playing career and 
their fans are really excited. They've been wanting him back there since his time at at Purdue. He did a lot of good things at Purdue, won a division title last year. Um, a lot of people are looking at Louisville as kind of a dark horse pick, you know, in the ACC, maybe not to win it, but, you know, to create a lot of noise, maybe win nine or ten games. And I think the winner of this game really has a springboard um, you know, for Louisville to have an exceptional season and for Georgia Tech, you know, given their schedule, but a win here, uh, you know, could really have them in position to think about a bowl game for this year, which would be a big uh, improvement, you know, over the over the Jeff Collins area. So I think both teams are going to be, you know, really hungry in this one. Um, a lot of unknowns with, with fair, you know, Jeff Brom there at Louisville coaching his first game and Brent Key in his first full season. You got new quarterbacks for both of them. Um, yeah, I expect a really com- competitive game. Uh, like Matthew said, this is an underrated game nationally, but, you know, a good game for them to be on Friday night on prime time. And Matthew, I'm going to unmute you here. Yeah, there's an issue with the podcast software tonight. <laughs> uh, which is okay. That ha- that happens at t- that happens at times. So, Virginia, Tennessee. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, that, and, and I know that schedules are made years and years in advance. You know, and that, that's why this game is happening here. But this is this 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 game is going to be incredibly ugly, I think. And I'm thinking that, you know, as you, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier tonight that you got to hide the women and children from that game because I I don't think Virginia will even be able to remain competitive in this game, and this could be extre- it's going to be extremely ugly. I am taking the over on 28 points. I am honestly taking the over on 28 points. And I think that that would be a safe bet. And uh, I have no more. I have no more to say about that, Jeff. How about you? Jeff? Yeah, if, if Virginia, if they can just compete this competitive, at least for a half, it, it'll be a win uh, in their book. Uh, Virginia has been picked by most prognosticators and most media, you know, at, at the bottom of the ACC this year. Um, and Tennessee was, you know, basically within one game of the playoff last year before getting run out of Columbia and that, that really bizarre game that nobody saw coming uh, when they got blown out by South Carolina. But then, you know, we saw what they did against, uh, you saw what they did against Clemson. This is extremely talented uh, Tennessee team. And, and, and if Virginia can just keep it respectable for a half, that's, that's really all they can have, uh, you know, ask for this. This is going to be a, a total miss, a total mismatch. Um, all right, Matthew. I see your message here. I'm I'm going to control the 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 uh, board here on on when to mute and unmute you. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, unmute you here at the moment for our next segment here in the podcast. Sounds great. North Carolina clocking in at number 21 in the country, 
plays South Carolina in Duke Mayo's Classic. The the uh, the the Tar Heels are favored by two and a half points in that game. I'm not sure that they should be favored given how South Carolina played at the end of the year, and really they played much much better at the end, really towards the second half of the year. And they kind of they're two teams that kind of went in opposite directions. Jeff, the floor is yours. Yeah, Matthew. Um, that one, I'm kind of surprised uh, by the spread. Um, you know, North Carolina's coming into the game on a four-game losing streak. You know, after the nine and one start uh, of last year, but they they did not look good to end last season. Um, you know, Georgia Tech goes into Chapel Hill uh, and beats them. They lose to North. Uh, Carolina State, uh, they get blown out by Clemson in the ACC title game and then let a, a game against Oregon that they should have won get away. Um, I mean, they could realistically be looking at a five-game losing streak. And, you know, South Carolina, you know, for their part at the end of last year, knocks Tennessee out of the playoff, goes to Death Valley, beats Clemson, and, uh, you know, loses a really competitive bowl game to Notre Dame. And they have Spencer Rattler back. So great quarterback matchup. But I am kind of surprised North Carolina is the favorite. Uh, they can win this game. It's not that that's not the case. But we know about their issues on the defensive side of the ball that they have to improve. And, and Spencer Rattler, Spencer Rattler of the first half of the season, you're not too worried about. Uh, Spencer Rattler of the second half, especially the final three or four games there at North, South Carolina, uh, looked like one of the better offensive players in the SEC. And he is going to be a handful for that defense to deal with. Um, I think if North Carolina is going to win this game, they're going to have to win it in a shootout because I just haven't seen enough to think that they're going to be able to slow South Carolina down. They're going to have to try to bring pressure and hope for the best. But I think if South North Carolina wins this game, it's going to be in a shootout and, you know, huge opportunity for them. I mean, this could really, I mean, they're coming into the season ranked higher than I really expected. You know, they're in the top 25 in almost every major, uh, every poll out there. And this is a big opportunity for them against a pretty credible SEC opponent. You know, it's not Georgia, it's not Alabama, but that's a credible opponent. Uh, Really would like to see North Carolina show out well in that game. Yes, sir. I'm with you 1,000%, Jeff. So, here we are, friend. Here we are. Uh, let's go to the next. Let's go to the next game of interest here. And the next game of interest, Jeff. Old Dominion plays a prime time game at Lane Stadium, 8 p.m. Virginia Tech is favored by 16 points. I have seen nothing. No indication for me, unless unless Vegas knows that that Old Dominion basically has nobody on staff this year. I've seen nothing of an indication to me as to why Virginia Tech should be favored by 16 points against Old Dominion. That is one of the oddest things I've seen. And, they, and all I can say there, Jeff, is that Vegas must know something. They must know something. They must know something about Old Dominion. 
because I don't think they know. I don't. They. They. I don't think they know about the weaknesses in Virginia. They must know. They. Of course, they know. They know about the weaknesses in 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 the Virginia Tech's offensive and defensive lines, Jeff. They, I know they know about that, but it just. Old Dominion must be in a lot, lot worse spot. But if I were, if I were a betting man, which I, I certainly may be, I would absolutely take the under in that game. And Jeff, perhaps you can answer a question on me on education because I don't know about this. If I take the under, let's say I take the, I bet the under, and Old Dominion wins, do I win the bet solely because I took the under? Or would I, if I took the under to take a team to win, or is there a combination bet? Because if I take the, because that feels like a, a game where I would be taking the under and I would be driving over to MGM Casino in order to do that. And if, and I would win either way if A, if uh, Virginia Tech, you know, won by 14, or if Old Dominion won. Can you educate me on that, Jeff? It sounds terrible of me to ask that, but hey. Yeah. Uh, so the, there's a way that would work, Matthew. There's two split things there. So if you take the under, um, it doesn't matter who wins the game. It's just on the total score, and, and you win that bet if it goes under that total amount. Um, oh, sorry. So you- sorry, I meant the spread. What I Sorry, what I meant was the spread. My apologies, Jeff. But the, not the total but I'm saying, uh, if I say, if I say, like, you know, I, I think I was talking about the spread there. My apologies. I was not talking about the total score. I was not talking about the total score. So, for example, if Virginia Tech won by 14, I, I suppose I can't do that, right? Because you have to pick. If you pick, you pick. If you pick a team, if you pick a team to win, and you pick, you know, you can pick. You can make bets, and you can pick a team to win. But it doesn't necessarily have to be within the spread. You can take the points, you know, and I, I suppose I could be very detailed about about that. But I'm not sure about the intricacies behind that. If I can pick, uh, if I can, you know, if I if I could if I could pick uh, if I if, if there uh, if there are ways for me to win a bet where I'd say, you know, where I pit where I'd say, I could say Virginia Tech wins, but not by the spread. But I, but I, I suppose I can't have my cake and eat it too. Like if Old Dominion win, if Old Dominion wins, you know I can't say I can't say below you know anything but anything below fifteen anything below the fifteen spread would allow me to win if that makes sense. I I, I don't think I, I think that sounds like a a situation where that's like trying to ha- have your cake and eat it too. And I don't think they'd allow that at a, at a casino. Is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah. That. I'm going to take a look here at the spread. So you got Virginia Tech favored by 16. By by 16. Um, uh, what you can uh, do is you can take uh, Virginia Tech not to not to cover, and if it's a close game, Virginia Tech wins by five, then you win. But uh, there's no way you can uh, win if Old Dominion wins or you that's can take virginia tech yeah. <laughs> that's what i thought i could i couldn't have my cake and eat it too that's no it. you could you could take virginia tech to win straight up um but because of the large spread that'd be like betting ten dollars to win one dollar yeah 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 i couldn't i that's what i figured i couldn't i couldn't have my cake and eat it too well 
I'll tell you, if Virginia Tech wins, Jeff, it sure as hell isn't going to be by 16 unless they, I mean, unless Vegas knows something, right? They know that Old Dominion's quarterback sucks. But when Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech, when Fuente was in there, it was a backup. It was a backup quarterback that decided to, you know, become a pastor the next year, and and left college football altogether. So you know that that was in 2000. I can't remember what the year that was. I went up there and witnessed that during the Fuente era. But my point is that you know any. Any Virginia Tech win is going to come substantially below that because there just hasn't been enough improvement done on both sides of the ball. They're making substantial improvement at the receiver position. They may actually, you know, I know you know of Ollie Jennings, Jeff. He's going to be pretty fucking, he's going to be pretty terrific this year, Jeff. He's, he may end up on one of the all ACC teams at the end of the year. He's an outstanding receiver. He came from, he transferred from ODU. He's from the Richmond area. I mean, Virginia Tech's doing a better job recruiting in state than I expect. You know, I expect Virginia Tech to steadily improve by the players that by the players that are coming in. But this is going to be a much. This is this is just this is far too high. But every fan's going to be watching it, like we talked about, Jeff, because it's in state, it's in the Commonwealth, and it's a measuring stick. You can't lose to them twice. You can't lose to ODU twice. So, let's go to the next game, Jeff. Here we are. Perhaps the game of the weekend, right? National College football game of the weekend. LSU's going to Florida State. And LSU is favored by 2.5 down there, Jeff. Yeah, it does. All right, I'm going to go ahead and mute you, Matthew. Uh, yeah, it doesn't It doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, not only is it the the game of the weekend, uh, you, you could argue it might be the game of the year. Um, though Notre Dame and Ohio State might have an argument there as a non-conference matchups, but absolute monster game. Uh, I think this game is going to be technically in a neutral site. Uh, not really, though. It's going to be in Orlando, if I remember correctly. But just a, you know, you got two teams here that the winner um, gives picks up uh, the kind of win that will have them in the playoff chase right out of out of the gate and we know last year Florida State's going to have confidence they beat LSU last year uh, but I think since that game both teams are, are considerably uh, better uh, LSU went on to win the SEC West uh, Florida State a little bit of a hiccup following that game losing three games in a row in the ACC but then they go on and win 10 games uh, just, you know, just a fantastic matchup. They said the tickets, are, you know, are, are going for being scalped at a, hundreds of dollars. Um, it's, one, it's one of the hardest tickets in, in college football this year. Sunday night, primetime, exclusive window. Uh, it's going to draw massive ratings. Um, you, you just can't ask for more in a college football game than what you're going to have there. Two great quarterbacks, um, you know, Jordan Travis there at Florida State. Um, you know, ta- athletes, talent, brands. This game has it all. I can't wait to see that one. Definitely, I'm with you 1,000 percent, Jeff. So let's go to the last game, and I know you have a special interest in this, Jeff. I, uh, you know, you are a huge. Obviously, you're an alum of Clemson. Clemson is playing at Duke. And 
you know, there. I'll be fair. I'll be fair here. It's probably still going to be almost a Clemson home game because Duke can't quite fill out all those seats, but they may actually have a lot of fans there at that game because Mike Elko is actually doing a hell of a job at Duke. Clemson is favored by 12 and a half in this game. You know, at times I think the spread's a little high because they're breaking in a new a new offense at uh, at Clemson. They have a better quarterback than DJ DJ but DJ uh, I'll call him DJE. You can say, you can probably spell that. You can probably announce his, uh, pronounce his name better than me, Jeff. But I'll call him DJE. Now Cole Cole Kublik is there. I mean, he's just going to be. He's I think he's a good quarterback now. But the other the other side of me says that Clemson has really one of the top three defenses in the United States and should be able to actually score some points with his defense and, and with its defense and make that spread. But you know, I, I expect to, I expect Duke to come in there and be well-disciplined coached. Well, play, you know, play well, they'll perhaps get overcome by the athleticism of Clemson. But I don't think that Mike Elko's gang will, you know, his gang, his, his football players, they're not going to, they're not going to roll over for this game. Uh, no, 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 they are not. Um, Matthew, I think this this is an extremely dangerous opening game uh, for Clemson. Um, the last couple years, you know, what we've definitely seen is that Clemson just can't, they're not able to always just overwhelm opponents on sheer talent alone. I mean, we've seen them lose uh you know, a couple ACC games over the last few years, you know, to Pitt, NC State, they've been in a number of really close games that that they could have they could have lost. And they're going into Durham, North Carolina to play a really solid Duke team. Uh, like you said, with Mike Elko there, who, who led them to a great nine-win season last year, but they also have a really good quarterback. You know. Some people are calling him the best quarterback um, in the country that no one ever talks about, and that's Riley Leonard. Um, if Clemson's offense isn't right, you know, with Cade Klubnik and and the new offensive coordinator Garrett Riley, I mean, they could find themselves into a really difficult fourth quarter game um, that you know you you that you don't want to you don't want to deal with in that kind of uh, environment against that kind of opponent, a Duke team. And like you said, I do think there'll be a lot of Clemson fans there, but there are going to be a lot of Duke fans there either or too. I expect a pretty good atmosphere on, on, on Labor Day night. That This is a really good test for Clemson to find out where they're, they're at uh, this early in the season. Um, if they come out and just blow out Duke, I mean, their, their expectations are going to get through the roof again. But, you know, we, I just don't know if they're explosive enough to just blow out quality teams the way that they did in the past, especially what we've seen over the last couple of years. Who's going to step up at wide receiver? Um, we know Will Shipley is going to be great at running back. We think Kate Klubnik is talented, um, you know, at quarterback. But, you know, are they going to have those explosive plays where they, they score – um, you know, in a couple plays on a drive, those 50-yard 
explosive plays in the run game or in the in the pass game that we used to see all the time. I mean, there's a lot of question marks about Clemson's offense. The defense is talented, like you said, Matthew. I think they're going to be a top five defense. It's top five talent wise, um, but I'm not sure if 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 you know uh, Godwin, the defensive coordinator who took over for Brent Venables, you know, showed that. He, he still has a lot to learn if he's going to, you know, get up to that level of defensive coordinator. They were talented last year and they had some games where they were absolutely, you know, torched on the, on the field. So there's some learning to do on the defensive side. This is a really intriguing game and a dangerous one for Clemson. I'm with you on everything you said, Jeff, and where, where I'll be looking for improvement from, Clemson is, you know, is back in the secondary. I mean, I think you and I both talked about that. That if if we see improvement back in the secondary, they're going to be put. They're going to be pretty outstanding. I think they're going to be pretty outstanding this year. That's where the biggest improvement needs to be made for Clemson in the defense. So, Jeff, it's open microphone time, and you know what? I'm going to uh, tell you that I'll just. Ninth tonight. That's pretty crazy. Oh, I mean, we have a bit. one. Yeah, we yeah. actually we have we one lost, of the. Long- we lost you there. Yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me better? Uh, now we can hear you. Yeah. We, this yep. is one. Of, this is this is the longest running independent ACC podcast in the United States, and we've had four hundred sixty nine podcasts on this show. I mean, it's just. It's pretty. It's fun that we've had something go on this long because a lot of podcasts wither on the vine. But we've also been lucky enough to have a you know a very active grassroots listing and following of this website. It seems like the traffic seems to grow every year. You know, we know that you know the. I mean, weirdly, I think you've noticed this too. The college football realignment articles always seem to be the the hot the hot spot, but the hot spot for the website. But at the same time. We we don't have these we don't have these trolling uh, trolling sorts of articles like you would see, perhaps on other on other web perhaps on other websites or you know that sort of thing. WVU fan. Uh, so anyway, that's the uh, that's the um, the positive word that I'll put out here tonight that I've enjoyed. Uh, I've enjoyed our our, our, our relationship here at allsportsdiscussion.com, and you give me freedom to write what I want, to write what I want, so that's pr- within reason. I don't think I ever go out – I don't think I, I ever go outside of the realm too often, and that our podcast just keeps growing, and it's and it's one of the best one of the best in the country. So that's my open mic for tonight, and I'm extremely happy that week one is upon us, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Matthew, we thank all of our listeners and readers that we've had over the, you know, few years and and looking forward to doing it some more. And, you know, who knows if by the end of this week, um, you know, this time next year, we might have a podcast listeners in the in the bay area in dallas texas and the dallas metro area with smu and 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 cal and stanford who knows we might change it to the all coast conference and not just the atlantic coast conference um not you know we've talked to 
to death about realignment, but I mean, uh, it's very possible, and we'll just leave it at this. Um, that that Cal, Stanford, and, and SMU could be invited as to join the ACC. Um, you know, sometime in the in the next several days, there's a very real possibility. We'll keep an eye on that. See if there's some new members of the ACC later this week, and then we can just focus on football for the rest of the time. That's we're ready for football. Any last words from your side, Matthew? Uh, you've, I think you've encapsulated it pretty well. The only thing I would say is, and I'll just give people some advice out there, right? Be kind to everybody. Be kind to everybody. It's the first week. Be kind to everybody. Be kind to everybody. It's the first week of college football. And that's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much for doing the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. Jeff, I enjoyed having a classic version of the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast, like where it all came back from several years ago, back to episode one. Have a great week, Jeff. All right. Thank you, Matthew. All right. Bye.